I love stoner movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they're fucking hilarious. Like uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. You, you haven't seen Evil Bong. Either. No. Yeah, None awesome. of the Evil Bong movies. Uh, when I googled stoner horror movies, class of Newcomb High came up. Would you consider that? A I mean, no, because yeah. it's yeah, but it's like a movie that stoners would watch, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. In that perspective. Yeah, your heart. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you could throw that on for like a fan of the movie Half Me. No, definitely not. Yes. Definitely not. <laughs> and then, uh, expect them to have it, but it's time. definitely a movie that's better better enjoyed under the influence, I feel like, yeah. maybe. And, and Unless uh, you're a person like me who just likes fuck weird shit like that anyways. Has Troma ever put out a full-on like, stoner movie? I know they have a like, drug use movie. I'm sure they have. Uh, there's that one movie about the dude's got PTSD and he does all the heroin. Uh, what, Combat Shock? Yeah, is that comp? No, does he? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. I'm your host, as always, Ryan Martell. I'm here with, as you hear, uh, my name is Cagney Larkin. Mr. Cagney Larkin. That's my uh, actual God-given government name. Yeah, and uh, mine is too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not. So yeah, this is. I know your real name. We've we've ran out of Saw movies to watch and talk we ran about. Out of Saw movies, what a disappointment! We had a we had a week we had a week sh- we were a week short of Saw movies, but we're gonna make that up to you today. We're just gonna do a little uh, uh, April wrap up. We're gonna talk about a little bit of this and that. Uh, first off, I want to plug some dates. As of right now, these dates have not been canceled or postponed, so these are the only two things that I have to plug. Uh, May twenty second through twenty fourth is the Crimson Scream Film Festival, and that is going to be... That's still at, going on? As far as I know, it hasn't uh, been canceled yet. Wow, maybe like May stuff is maybe it has, but I haven't heard about it yet, but as of right now, yeah. I haven't heard of it being canceled. Move, but uh, that's going to be at South of Broadway Theater in North Charleston. And then June 20th, the 60-second Horror Challenge is going to be at Frothy Beard Brewing Company in Charleston, South Carolina. What a cool name for a brewery. Yeah, really. Because like, if you have a beard, <clears throat> as we do, both of us, and you drink, <laughs> it gets a little frothy. You're going to get some froth in there, beard. for you sure. Get some beer in that beard. Okay, so those are the only two things that are still happening as of right now, um, unless one of them has been canceled since the last time I checked. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the dates. Now we're going to go into the What You Watching segment. My pick of the week this week is... Biodome. I picked Biodome not only because we're quarantined, but because it's Earth, it was Earth Day this past week. Yep. Um, the greatest quarantine movie. They're the ultimate quarantine champions, right? For sure. Put that in there. They were. How many days were in there? It was like they were in there for a year. Earth Day to Earth Day to Earth Day. Yeah. Oh damn! Don't remember. It was it was Earth Day to Earth Day. That's such a quotable movie, though. Like, for sure. Free mahi mahi. <laughs> when he throws that fucking dictionary at yeah. uh, her boyfriend, when they're boyfriend, mm. boyfriend or something, he walks in. It's yeah, funny. Holly Shore, fantastic actor, man. It's a great pick. What made you pick that besides it being a? It's just it's. I usually when I, well when I do my when when I do my pick of the weeks, I look back at what I rewatched mm-hmm. that week, and I pick one of the movies that I rewatched that week. Yeah. So that's just something I rewatched this week that was. You know, it happened to fit with the times. Right. Would you say that's your favorite Polly Shore movie? No. No. What's your favorite? My f- your my favorite. favorite my favorite Polly Shore movie is Encino Man. Encino Man. Yeah. Your favorite yeah. Razor. Yeah. All right. 
But I gave Biodome a 3.5 out of 5 on the Martello scale. No, how did that not go at least a 4? What, hey. what gave you a 3.5? Okay, it, it would have been a 4 if it would have been Encino Man. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna let you have no, it. No, honestly, because I like Biodome more than Encino. Honestly, the only thing that I think way more quotable, I think, is is uh, missing from it is just um, more involvement from the outside world. You know what I mean? Like more. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like I mean more like news coverage of the fact that the. You know what I mean? Like, the the, no, the whole no. Biodome. My goal like the whole, to make this a four-star movie. For okay, me. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll make it. It's four stars. No, not yet. Uh, I got I to convince you that this is a no, four-star no, Polly Shore film. I think rewatchability is a is a half a star for me. Dude, I and watch that movie every weekend I do. I, I do like to watch this movie periodically, but I wouldn't watch it every year. You know what I mean? It's one of those that I watch... <laughs> Every couple if of I years, could pick a Polly Shore movie to watch every year, it would probably be that. Have but Polly Shore is dead. Yeah, oh I my have. god! Yeah, for him to make a meta movie, like yes, yeah, so right, awesome. so cool, dude. He has that redneck couple there. Like, <laughs> What's your favorite Polly Shore movie? They're like crying. <clears throat> Son-in-law. Which is oh awesome, man, great. yeah. I don't. There's not a bad Polly Shore movie, Jerry honestly. Duty? Not well, a like, bad I one. Have a word with you. <laughs> but that yeah, one's not that great. Jerry Duty. Mm, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's like I don't have VHS, so maybe know, maybe it's not that great. So I don't know. Cagney Film Archive, and it's yeah. But yeah, I have quite a selection this week of uh, what you watching movies. Uh, I watched a bunch on Prime. I watched one on Netflix and one on Shutter. So I'm gonna go ahead and do Netflix and Shutter first. What'd you watch? Uh, I watched Hell or High Water on Netflix. Oh, dude, awesome! Yeah, movie, Chris man. Pine. That's so um, good. What's the guy's name that plays? He was in the he was in Freaks and Geeks. He played the special kid Eli in Freaks oh. and Geeks. Uh, he's like he's a character actor. You know, <laughs> he plays in a lot of shit, but like nobody really knows his name. I don't know his name. Somebody knows his name. Somebody listening to this right now is like, it's blah <laughs> blah. Yeah, they're yelling the name at me. I got a cast coming up right here. It's um he's also an alpha dog too. I think he plays Justin Timberlake's brother or something so in ben Alpha Foster, Dog. Ben Foster. Ben Foster yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his name. Pandorum? Yeah, I haven't seen that. So, oh, dude, it's a sci-fi <clears throat> horror film. Really good. Oh, yeah, tight. But, yeah, so, uh, so you like Hell or High Water? Yeah, Hell or High Water was good. Great um, it, it slows down a little in the middle. Yeah, like, yeah. I love the investigative stuff at the beginning where they're following on, on the trail of yeah. bank robberies. And the middle's a little bit of a slow burn. I love, focusing on I love Jeff Bridges' character. So good. Him and, that, him and the Native the character. The, yeah. the Native American. No, excuse me. Yeah. Him and the Native American, the, the way they played off They're of back and forth, yeah. Really it's great. Dates, the Native American guy yeah. the entire time. That shit is all. silly. Like he's um, in the police office right now. But yeah, I just uh, it, I gave it a three point five out of five because I did like it, but you it just three point five. So. It just felt like a it felt like Coen Brothers light to me. So yeah, like that's yeah. why I didn't really give it a four or four point five. But I will give it. They didn't take it to any extremes like Coen Brothers did. Yeah, they keep it in like a realm of reality, mm-hmm. which was good because it, it feels like something that you could be watching. Yeah, a real thing. Like this. It feels yeah. like yeah, a true story. And it's cool because they were committing those bank robberies in a modern age and just in these small towns. Like they're mm-hmm. in the day and age of. Video yeah, and all this stuff—it's like a modern time. But they're yeah. running around in small town banks where they could completely get away with that yeah. shit, man. It was awesome. It's insane. 
Uh, and then on Shudder, the only thing new I watched on Shudder this week was uh, Bloodsucking Freaks. And I watched it with Joe Bob. With Joe Bob, man. Joe of course, Bob best way to watch things on Shudder is with yeah, Joe Bob. Like, it's so awesome, dude. Joe <clears throat> Bob is like watching a horror movie with your favorite uncle yeah. who knows everything, everything about, about the fucking movies. Because uh, he had Chris Jericho as the guest on Bloodsucking yeah. Freaks. Even Chris Jericho was asking him. He asked him a question. He's like, how do you know all this stuff? And yeah. he's like, I don't know. The, the amount of knowledge that Joe Bob Briggs brings to any movie is just insane. He is a great uh, we went, we, Me and Coley went to his um, live show, How, to, how Rednecks Saved Hollywood. Yeah, how was that? Oh, it was fucking fantastic. It was a good time. Because, it, yeah, it's, it's, it gives you a whole history, not only of rednecks in cinema, but of rednecks in general. Like, you get a whole... Like 2000 Maniacs. Yeah, like yeah, everything. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, I guess. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, okay, Forrest cool. Gump. Uh, Sling Blade. <laughs> Yeah. Are we considering Forrest Gump a redneck? Yeah, he's definitely a redneck. He's from Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> I mean, come on. It doesn't get... Alabama doesn't make you a redneck. It doesn't get more, much more redneck than he's that. He's just mentally deficient, man. He's still a redneck. <laughs> I like the air joke. The man you cut grass. The, the man, he cut I grass cut for grass. a living. Okay. Like, that's what he did he for... He did a lot of stuff for a Yeah, yeah. Which he, he was a shrimper. He shrimped. <laughs> I gotta debate this fact that Forrest Gump. Forrest is Gump is a redneck. Okay, anybody listening to this week's episode? It's definitely okay. Me. Maybe Forrest himself isn't a redneck, but it's definitely redneck cinema what? to a degree. Redneck cinema? Not like it's like, my it's. Name is Earl, I would consider that. It's like the watered redneck. down. It's like the watered down Hollywood version of redneck cinema. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Whereas like, it's Sling Blade, Sling Blade is the more realistic dark greedy yeah. it's a whole thing you'd have to see the yeah. show to understand yeah, you'd have to see John the show yeah Bade, you'd have to see the show but um yeah bloodsucking freaks it's not a vampire movie it's like a weird uh fetish not torture a movie at all the blood yeah. sucking comes from an oversized straw and they drink yeah. blood straight out of this woman's skull yeah it's insane <laughs> the movie was originally titled the uh, the incredible torture uh, the incredible, show the, the incredible torture, torture show. show, and they were told to make the front letters bigger in different colors. Yeah. So on the marquee, they would spell out tits. tits. Yeah. Um, Which there are a lot of tits in this there movie. There are. They're Joe Bob count. Joe Bob, uh, beginning of every movie you watch with him, will do his drive-in totals, and he counts the number of boobies that you see in the yep. movie. And this one was like eighty-six boobies and like dead that. bodies yeah. and everything, and all the kung fu. But uh, I think this may be the first torture film, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's a scene in Bloodsucking Freaks where they put a woman in a guillotine and they put the rope that controls the guillotine in her mouth and they start spanking her and as soon as she lets go, goes to scream or anything, she releases the rope from the Mm -hmm. guillotine and it chops her head off. That's terrifying. It is. I think that's scarier than any saw trap. It's insane. It's, like, it's simple, it's to the point, and there's a dwarf in the movie that does some... Greatest some actor in the movie. Stuff. Greatest actor in the movie, by With the way. dismembered head, so yeah, it's quite a movie, not for the faint of heart. Nah, even if you consider yourself a... <laughs> well, I guess I'm desensitized, but I felt it was rather cartoonish, but it, it, is. it is very brutal, but it's brutal in a cartoonish way, so well, it's, it's like... it's not even the brutalness of it, I think it's the off-puttingness of it. It's almost like yeah. a John Waters movie, you know? If you can... You talk to somebody, they're like, yeah, I love the Evil Dead movies, and mm-hmm. I love Friday the 13th, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you show them 
blood sucking freaks, they're gonna they're be gonna like, be what put the, off. The it's hell is it's this? very fetish. It's very movie? fetishistic, as yeah, we we yeah, spoke about 70s, earlier. Very seventies. Uh, I feel like somebody made that. They made that to show it at the porn theaters. Yeah. I feel like and people could get away with those movies back yeah. then. And you can't release stuff like that. Anymore. No, definitely not. You really? Can't. I mean, you could, but you 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 would face a lot of oh, criticisms for so it. So much, man. It was a different times <clears> back then, but people would also look at those. And be like, oh, I'm sure they had a fun time making that. Movie. Yeah, there was just yeah. a bunch of actors goofing around. Okay, so let me let me put it this way though, you can make that movie nowadays. Mm-hmm. An independent filmmaker can make that movie nowadays, but Hollywood cannot make that movie nowadays. No, no. So in essence, the same exact movie and could be made in the same exact way because that was that was a low budget yeah. indie movie. So like, it could be made still. It just couldn't be distributed widely no no it's definitely a target audience yeah it's it. definitely one of those that you find on amazon prime mm-hmm. scrolling through at two o'clock in the morning when you can't I mean, sleep what's the last movie you've seen with <clears throat> nudity that gratuitous in it that's came out oh god i don't even um it's not much there's not much out there as far as like you know put me on the spot i can't think of anything right uh, other than red sparrow it's pretty much a sexploitation movie that and that's also that hollywood it's a hollywood movie film, yeah right? universal put it out uh, but yeah, I gave, I gave Bloodsucking Freaks a 3.5, again, out of 5. Um, no, very no, enjoyable. No, I probably won't watch it again until, like, I forget what it's all about to begin yeah. with, or if I need to show somebody this movie. Like, this is a movie that I'll show people. Right. So, like, if I ask somebody if they've seen Bloodsucking Freaks and they've seen it again, I'll, you know... That's something, but I like if I've if I meet somebody who hasn't seen this movie, I have to let them see this movie. It's now. also Chris Jericho's favorite horror film. <clears throat> that, that, that yeah, yeah. Incentive to watch the movie, and it's definitely probably as low budget as low budget can get, even for the that day and age. And the dialogue is so corny. The yeah. Scene where, uh, yeah. They're playing bets on a game using women's fingers, and the dwarf says to his master after he runs out of fingers on his woman. But master, you don't have any bets left to play. He looks at this his woman that he's playing with, with all of her fingers gone, and looks back at the dwarf and says, "I'll bet you an arm and a leg that I do." <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh no!" Good it's shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dialogue. I love it. It's the best part of the movie. Getting into my my prime stuff now. We're um we're getting into some good shit here. Uh, I'm gonna start with my lowest rated movie from Prime. Uh, pro wrestlers versus zombies. Oof, yeah, it sounds. Um, yeah, I know. I, I didn't have. Pro wrestlers. Or yeah, it no, it's it's legit pro wrestlers. It has uh, like Matt. It has like Matt Hardy, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. No, it's not. It's not affiliated with any company or anything yeah, like that. That, that, that I know of, anyways. Um, but it's all people who were currently independent re- workers. So like Matt Hardy, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Matt Hardy's fiance at the time, uh, Rebby Sky. You say it's not good. Uh, See, it's wrestlers are already actors, man. You should think it, they'd it, be able to carry. Out it's not good because it's not not good because of the wrestlers. Yeah, the, the wrestlers are the saving grace in this movie. You would think, yeah, because they're actors yeah. already. That's their job. The wrestlers are actually the they're best part. Actors. The rest of it is just not good. The <laughs> the, always, the the writing is not good. What, the um, shot selections kind of shitty. And it's way too long. How long? Is it? I don't know, but it's too long. That's something with movies. It's one of those movies where um, it could be an hour and a half long, but still, it's too long. Yeah, I think it needed to be about hour ten tops. Like that movie should have been seventy minutes long. 
Uh, it was a, it was probably only about an hour and a half, but still, that's just too fucking much. Um, it just wasn't. It just bored me, bored the hell out of me. I was ready for it to be over. Yep. Um, I gave it a one point five out of five because it did have some sexy ladies in it. You watched the whole thing? Oh, I watched the whole thing. I'm mingy, man. If I get bored in a movie, no, I, I can't not watch a whole movie. If I cut a movie off, it's gonna be really bad, yeah. really fucking bad. But a lot of time, I just don't. Or it's a documentary and I get pissed off about something in it and I have to cut it off. Mm-hmm. But like I usually try to finish a movie. <laughs> I gave this one 1.5 because it did have cool wrestlers in it. It did have some cool spots in it. And then there were some sexy ladies, like I said. Uh, so 1.5 out of 5. You know. Give it a look if you want to. Not necessarily a must-see though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was... Uh, you did not entice our viewers to yeah definitely definitely not my favorite thing that i watched this week uh the next up was the first turn on a trauma movie movie, one of the early stuck in a cave yeah do uh teenage things yeah they they, no they got caught they got they get caught they get caught in a cave at summer camp and they're talking about their first times it's vincent d'onofrio he's in it he's not in the cave but he's he is a character in the movie like a counselor or something He's just a. It's been forever, man. Those he's just movies, a normal camper. They call him. They call him lobotomy. Those are the movies I was watching when I was in ninth grade, like <clears throat> wanting to see what chicks look like. Naked. Yeah, he he <laughs> totally plays. He totally plays like a slow per, a character like that's a, that's a mentally challenged, yeah. and they call him lobotomy. Four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but the kids are stuck in this cave, and they're talking about their alleged first times. Uh, then they all get to the point where they think they're gonna die because they've been in this cave for so long. And they all admit that they're virgins, and they have this big orgy, and it frees them from the cave. Yeah. The, the orgy knocks the the uh, rocks loose. Uh, I gave inspired by Stephen King's It. It's a two point five out of five. Fairly good movie. Fairly decent. Probably the nudity um, is what gave you that rating. Uh, the nudity gave it the point five. It yeah. probably it would have been a two if if it wouldn't have been any nudity. It would have been a two because you can't have a movie called the first turn on and not have any nudity in it. Right, right. But the amount that it... Tournament. Tournament was one of the Hollywood production it, company. The B-movies all the way, so they don't hold back on anything. It had, a, it had a fair amount of nudity and lots of funny little gags in it, so it's a perfectly okay movie. Uh, not my favorite trauma movie by any means, because right. I prefer their horror stuff, but definitely interesting and fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up was Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. Ryan been doing some watching, y'all. Bigfoot's... Work. I'm telling you, man. Uh, but Bigfoot's Wild Weekend was just as entertaining as the first turn on. What the but fuck is Bigfoot's Wild Weekend? Not much. Okay, so it, I think it is. I think it's. I think it came up in like I was searching for trauma movies, and it came yeah. up as a related it a to. No, it's not a trauma film. It's more akin to Skinamax. Okay. So this one's definitely more. If you want to see some titties and. I do, I do this. I, I've actually, I, I will review porn on here sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, Wait. like hardcore. Like I have reviewed Debbie Does Dallas and well, yeah, like movie porn. Not yeah, no, porn. no, not like not like big wet asses eighteen or yeah. nothing like that. It's got to have they a eighteen of those now. Man. They've they're up to like forty of those probably by this time. But um, yeah, Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. It's this this movie. It takes place in a town called Skull Island. Of course, and uh, Bigfoot is just um, this guy in a suit. It's a guy in a suit movie. Any King Kong references? Lots of titties. No King Kong references. Skull Island. They don't even reference King Kong. No, 
or it might not it might not be Skull Island, but it's something akin to that. Um, but uh, big ups for having a big girl stripper in the movie. They did have a chubby stripper, which is always cool to see. Uh, tons of titties in this movie. Tons of lesbian loving. A little bit of straight loving, too. Oh, that's the Bartos um, movie madness alliteration of the day. Lesbian loving. But, yeah, like, <laughs> if you if you want to watch a good movie, this one's probably not the choice. But if you want to watch a... This one's probably not the choice. If you want to watch a fun movie that's got lots of titties in yeah. it, that is just full of camp and bad effects, then, yeah, let's watch yeah, so Bigfoot's Bad Wing. Ryan or High Water and... Bloodsucking freaks and Blood-sucking they all, but bloodsucking freaks, hell or high water, and biodome are all on equal footing. Um, but that all changes now with the next movie I got. Woo! Poultry in motion. Oh, the poultry the, guys documentary. The truth is stranger than chicken. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Nice, nice. Uh, I love poultry guys. So is a movie about a fast food chicken restaurant that gets built on top of an ancient Indian. Show it some fucking respect. It's a trauma movie. Okay. I was giving our listeners a background. It's a musical. About. It's a fucking musical. But it's a musical about a about a fast fucking food yeah place that gets built on an ancient chicken burial ground. And it's fucking insane. From from the from the very beginning to the very end, it's yeah. just an insane movie. Not and this a movie you can pop on for everyone. Yeah. This documentary shows. All the fumbles and mishaps of the behind the scenes, uh, lots of the gags that didn't work or worked too well. Or um, what made you watch that? Did you just throw in the Blu-ray and watch? The- no, it was it was on Prime. It was in when I was looking for trauma movies. Oh, the, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, the documentary itself is on Prime. Yeah, and uh, it just gives you a look into the 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 world of shoestring. Uh, filmmaking and it's insane that he paid like none of the actors because they were all volunteers and like uh, he he had people none of the crew my bad like a lot of the crew like flew to uh, Buffalo to make this movie for free because they wanted to work on a trauma movie that's all a trauma usually does yeah Um, it's insane they're the cheapest of the cheap if you're interested in watching a documentary about a super low budget heavy effects movie being made then this is definitely one to watch well, for Luke sure Kaufman himself has a few documentaries that make your own damn movie yeah all yeah it's all about cheap indie filmmaking that he has and there's also i've also talked about another uh trauma documentary on here that is based on the making of a specific movie that they did apocalypse soon the citizen toxie yeah. documentary uh well, which is yeah toxic avenger yeah, four and it's it's amazing too, uh, but those uh, both of those are great. So check those out. They're they are both on Prime. Last time I checked, at least poetry poultry emotion still is. And then my last well not not last but uh, next thing up on Prime was Rambo: Last Blood, the newest Rambo flick. Um, violent as hell. It gives you exactly what you want from an action movie. It gives you thirty minutes of pretty decent plot setup, and then fucking murder yeah. from th- throughout the rest of the movie it's a solid hour and a half long doesn't feel long at all it doesn't feel like it, it it's like you're watching a fucking short movie right right it's so good at the pacing you know big budget yeah title the, franchise film like that would be like two hours long the pacing the writing the directing it's all fantastic it's the, the budget does everything it should 
you know it, it enhances this movie to the fullest um i gave it a four out of five also and then last but not least we both watched this just just now so we can both talk about this one uh vfw yeah with stephen lang and william sadler yes. and fred williamson and the sensei from the cobra kai yes it's a uh the guy from the Warriors that says, Warriors, come out and play. play. Uh, it's a Joe Bigos film. Uh, he did Bliss, which was one of my top ten of 19. Nice. And um, he also did also Almost Human and was the movie that you let me have the, the other Mind's day? Eye. The Mind's Eye. I haven't so watched it yet. but Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely interested in seeing where this filmmaker goes in the future because Bliss and VFW were both fantastic. Yeah, so I might give him a bigger budget. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see if he's doing what he's doing on an independent filmmaker budget. Mm-hmm. I could just imagine what he could do with like a legitimate budget. Yeah. It would just be fucking insane. Uh, yeah, the cast was fantastic too. It's that's where I'm willing to bet that the effects in the cast is where yeah. all the money went. Well, a lot of the effects are practical, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even the, you know, just practical effects could cost mm-hmm. a lot for good shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, VFW, check it out. It's it's available for on video on demand right now. Uh, it's only four ninety nine to rent. I don't know how much it is to own. Uh, it's out on DVD and Blu-ray, I think, too. Um I- through Fangoria, so check it out. It's a lot of fun, uh, fucking action-packed shit. <laughs> so, Cagney, now I want to know what you've been watching. Woo! Quarantine, the American dream, man. I've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, most recently, off the top of my head, I wanted to spend some time with one of my favorite actors, Danny McBride, so I revisited uh, Your Highness, because it was also... Yeah. 420 this month. Wanted to celebrate, watch some stoner comedies, some stoner movies, some little stoner horror too in there. But uh, Your Highness with Dan McBride, James Franco, and Natalie Portman, 2013 stoner comedy movie made by David Gordon Green, Dan McBride. I do love me. They are going to do the new Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. Well, not not uh, Danny McBride's not signed Dave on Gordon for Green. it, but David Gordon Green and is. I guarantee you $100 billion million. If David Gordon Green is ever working on something, Danny McBride is right beside him. Yeah, him. probably. Fifteen years. Yeah. Now. All the way for Danny McBride's first movie in two thousand five, The Foot Fist Way. Actually, oh man, two thousand four. Yeah. Jody Hill, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride all made that movie, and they've been. Jody Hill's kind of falling out of the picture. He's doing his own stuff. Uh, or actually, I don't know what he's doing. But uh, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green still together. Just did the Righteous Gemstones <clears> on HBO. Uh, Halloween, they did that. Yeah. So Dave Gordon Green's doing doing Halloween doing the Halloween sequels too, the the yeah, kills and Green, ends. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, Dave rides in there helping him write. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Some he's in there somewhere. He's talking to him about it. Yeah. So um, that's really cool. But I love those guys. I love Dave McBride. So watch Your Highness and another Dave McBride I watched uh, was Arizona. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yet. Yeah, I hadn't uh, seen. It. I have not seen it yet. Still really great, man. It's about the 2008 uh, economic crisis that happened. You know, everybody's in a crazy state and. All these housing developments went empty because people couldn't afford yeah. their houses anymore. Gas was like $4 a gallon. Yeah, and Damien McBride plays a character that's just been ravaged by that, and he's on his wits end, accidentally commits murder, and goes crazy from there, man. It's super dark comedy. Sounds fucking insane. Yeah, I, need to, I need to check really it out. Good. Really good. 
Um, I've been really obsessed with the, this thing, this uh, video review, movie review, cinema oh, yeah, yeah. on cinema with Tim Heidecker of Tim and Eric. I've been obsessed with that, just absurdist movie reviews. You've gotten me into watching that too. Yeah, and so I've been watching a bit of that. It's two guys that have a movie podcast that do anything but review movies. Their <laughs> personal life gets in the way... Uh, their opinions, they hate each other, so that gets yeah. in the way. It's so fun, it's so meta. Sometimes so, just the title of the movie gets in the way. Yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> he can't pronounce anything, man. He cannot pronounce a single word. It's so funny because he pronounced, uh, what movie was it? He pronounced Benedict Cumberbatch, but he, the next one was Dakota, oh, man. Dakota Star. Yeah. He's like starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Dakota, Daka, Daka. Fucking so insane. Stupid, stupid humor like that. Yeah. Man, I love that. So if you guys are out there listening to this, I'm sure you like podcasts, you like listening to people talk about movies, highly recommend you check that out. It's well worth it. Other than that, I haven't watched too many new movies, man. Just been kind of rewatching stuff. Yeah. That I've already seen. You know, I threw on Deadpool the other day because I hadn't seen that in forever. Yeah. I want to watch a comedy. I watched uh, the Joe Bob Briggs stuff with you, the Blood yeah, yeah. Freaks, and he showed Chopping Mall as well, which was really cool. And you hadn't seen Chopping Mall yet. No, I hadn't, man. I had Until it. that. It was, uh, it's fun to see a movie about killer robots. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I love knowing the fact that it was called Killbots yeah. before it was called Chopping Mall, and I'm like, that makes more sense than Chopping Mall, because nobody gets chopped at no, all. No, no, There's no, no chopping. <laughs> That's fun. And, uh... So for four twenty, I also I watched Half Baked. Yeah. At the movie theater. Yep. I watched Half Baked, and that was fun to see Dave Chappelle at thirty feet high. Um, that night I watched Cabin in the Woods. Sick. That has yeah. My favorite stoner in any horror film. The smartest stoner in any Smart. horror film, for sure. Is uh, he saves the movie? <laughs> he goes against all odds in that film, and you know, and you don't even think he survives at all i'm not gonna lie though if i would have been that chick i would have shot him no <laughs> i'd have saved the world i would have saved the world yeah yeah no i like i like the ending because like I even though even though i think there's a lot wrong with the world mm-hmm. i also think there's a lot right with the world yeah and that i think i think that people in general are um they're capable mm-hmm. of being good we're just um kind of driven toward the bad yeah like everything everything in society is like pushing us to the narcissistic capitalistic kind of uh, we're getting too philosophical no, no, here I, I guess it really all depends but on how you live your life man what your moral i would have shot so i would have shot shaggy <laughs> and saved the world and probably made out with sigourney weaver if yeah, i'd have been that chick sigourney weaver's a treat in that movie too just yeah to see her come out of there uh but yeah he's such an ingenious character for a film like that. Yeah. Simsworth is in it too, yeah. man. He's really good. Uh, I think that's also probably one of my top five horror films of the 2010s, just because of how innovative it is. You know, you've never really seen anything like somebody's that. Somebody's getting chased. You hear that? Yeah, we have like a high-speed chase. <laughs> the microphone's picking that up. Yeah, yeah. Nice, dude. It's probably uh, the captain. It's O.J., He's uh, he's free. OJ. He got out and he's in York, South Carolina. 1997 called. They want their joke back. This is 94. <laughs> that happened in 94. Okay? I know my history. Uh, <clears throat> other, uh, so I was thinking about other like stoner, stoners in horror movies. Uh, do you remember that kid from Freddy vs. Jason? 
Oh yeah, the the J ripoff. Yeah, yeah Freeberg. He's like the Jason Mewes. Freeberg, yeah. Yeah, and he uh, does he smoke Freddy? Doesn't Freddy turn into a bong when they're at the mental institution? No, no, no. He turns into a the, the worm thing, and yeah, he like leads him to the hypnosil, and yeah. then he like possesses him and right. makes him dump all the hypnosil. Yeah, that kid's like weeded out. And oh yeah, he's stoned as fuck. There's Chewy from the uh, 13th series. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. The Asian yeah. dude from the new yeah, Friday 13th. Um, uh, who else gets stoned as fuck? There's a bunch of... I think there's a bunch in the Friday 13th movies. Yeah, who's the... Uh, when Jack Black and I still know what you did last summer. Oh, the, the Rasta guy. dude. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget about that shit? I just watched that not too long ago, Those like a couple years ago. On Shutter, I'm pretty sure, man. They were just on Shutter. Are they coming back? I saw it was about to get put on. Probably, yeah. They were on Shutter. They were on Shutter. Maybe, I want to say when I first got Shutter. So it's been a couple years. Right, right. So they're probably due for comeback. Yeah. But I've got the whole box. I got the box set on DVD <laughs> with all three of them. I watched. Um... Yeah, I just had it on. Oh, I, I, I you want to know something? I watched uh, that uh, Sigourney Weaver tie in hey, holes. Oh, yeah. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. You did say you're on like a little Shia LaBeouf kick, right? Well, I love Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I've I've always been a fan of Shia LaBeouf. Well, before I forget, I watched In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil, uh, directed by John Carpenter. What a good movie. Would you read Sutter Kane? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the, Stephen King? Yeah, do you, do you read Sutter Kane? Do you Sutter Kane? Uh, it was a really, really good movie for it's, what it was, man. Bro, it was, it's uh, insane. The psychological torment mm-hmm. type horror, man, uh, and the time loop they get stuck in. The yeah, end. I love the H.P. Lovecraft stuff, man. I absolutely mm-hmm. can't get enough of cosmic horror and stuff like that. And the effects in that are really good right. too. Uh, you know, uh, going back to Stoner, Sleepaway Camp has a bunch of people. The, not movies, not the right? first one. I don't think the first one does. But two and three, but yeah, two two and three, three definitely has definitely some stoners has in it because she kills the sisters in two. Yeah. For being like druggies, and that's that's where that Casey Jones uh, uh, fucking sound clip. Now drugs, you haven't just ruined your life; you just ruined your sister's life as well. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you: it drugs are bad. Like, and then she sets them on fire. Was there like a stoner couple in Friday Thirteenth Part Three? Yes, yes, the one, the, the guy that looked like Chong. Yeah, yeah, and his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like idiots, dude. Yes. Um. There's a. a Stupid movie I have, dude. I think Horror Pack Breast for one of their Horror Pack limited editions called 420 Massacre. Oh, man. It's not good. It's not good? <laughs> it's like, it's not even cheesy. I kind of still want to see it. Watch good. I can let you borrow it, man. But I wish I had the Evil Bong movies because those are so fun, man. I could let you watch those. As I think as soon as Vizart reopens, I'm going to rent those and uh, Tales from the Quay Dead Zone. Yeah. And yeah. bring that over here. That would be cool. And the Black Devil Doll from Hell. Yeah, it's going to be that. <laughs> if you guys out there are familiar with Black Devil um, uh, And, um... So what's your favorite stoner movie? Um, well, I, you know, I think... You like, just in general. When you did, our, did I? Interview, I'd say yeah, Pine yeah, Pine it was... I, uh, I said Pineapple Express. It was one of those, it was in the, subject, yeah, the subgenre yeah. breakdown, that's yeah, right. subgenre, I'm pretty sure I said Pineapple Express, man, just because of how well it blends comedy... And action. And, and if you take the we- if you take the weed out of that movie, it's it's still a good action movie. movie. Yeah. movie. But it's it's so quotable, man. The yeah, for sure. It's on point. Danny McBride. 
Tide's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Seth Rogen, James Franco. Again, back to, you know, like, Be Your Highness. I like that as well because it kind of feeds off of that type of thing. Uh, and I love Half-Baked. You know, that was... Oh, of course. Favorite. That was my choice to watch yeah. the theater this year. Uh, I've thrown 420 Fest the past two years at the theater, and first year did Dazed and Confused. Yeah, which I, I remember that. I think that's the mainstream stoner movie. Yeah, because it's not a drug centric movie. You know? Yeah, it's not like Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. where it's all about drugs all yeah. the time. It's a just an era, a genre era film. You know, you put it on. I'm a, I'm partial to How Seven, High so. myself. How High is amazing. Dude. Yeah, like the scene where he's waking him up with the red with man. The it's like red man eating those fucking Cheetos in the dean's <laughs> office and just dropping them everywhere. Yeah, and the baby powder, you know. Oh my god! Good. There's yeah. just so much funny shit going on in that movie, and it gets like no credit. Yeah, there's also at all. Uh, Hansel and Gretel get baked. So oh man, I've movie. been seeing that one on on Prime, and I want to watch. I've good. thought about watching too. it. Yeah, so. it's, it's not bad. Okay. Um, I had heard that the movie that just came out, Gretel and Hansel. Yeah. I heard that was terrible. I've heard mixed reviews because yeah. I've heard some people say it was really good, and some yeah. people were like, some people were like, the first little bit was good, and then. It was it just fell off. Yeah, doesn't have the chick from it too, the redheaded girl from it. I don't know. I wouldn't because I haven't like yeah, I haven't seen her. anything sure about is. her or looked up anything about it. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's her, man. She's getting around. Yeah. She's getting a lot of work. Yeah, they all are. All those it actors are. Well, the one kid, because Stranger Things kid. Yeah, Wolfhard was. He was always but, getting the uh, shit. The but main, the Bill kid. I don't know. I've seen him uh, which one's the Bill kid? The the main character, George's older brother. Oh no! See, he was just in that movie. Um, God, what was the movie he was in? Um, hold on, let me pull up. <laughs> did you like the new it movies? Yeah, I did. I'm gonna have I to do it on my phone because I have won't. some qualms with part two. Yeah, part two is a little long for I, me. I feel like uh, I didn't like the direction it went in. I think they knew that the kids drove the first movie so well that they just tried to drive more of the kids into the second movie. Yeah. This isn't for the, this, if you're going to stick to splitting it to the first movie being kids only, don't put another 25 minutes worth of kids scenes in the second movie. Yeah. And then the movie I think is at its strongest when all of them are together again, the losers club. Yeah. But the movie separates them all, makes them go do this typical video game quest where they all have to go get an item, you know? Yeah, they yeah. They all have to go out and get an item and bring it back, and they all just kind of separate, and I think it kind of gets boring there. You have to watch them all go get one big jump scare and then come back to <laughs> insult the clown to death at the end. <laughs> They're just yelling. Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, the first one's way stronger. I've watched it like three times. Knives Knives it. Out. Okay, yeah. Knives Out has Ryan the Johnson has the, uh, the lead kid from it. Um... The Lodge, he's also in that, which is really fucking good, but you can't watch it anywhere right now, because it had a small, tiny little theatrical release, mm-hmm. it was an AMC Artisan release, yeah. and then it's disappeared, but it's supposed to come out on DVD by the end of the year, I think. It's not any... No, it's not on any streaming services no, or anything no, yet. No legal website. He was also in that movie St. Vincent with Bill Murray, too, but that was before it, I think, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, the Lodge from what year? It's from, uh, it says from 2019, but it didn't get a the actual, f- like, uh, U.S. release until this year. Mm. It's got Alicia Silverstone in it, and, um, God, what's the other, 
what's the main actor's name in that movie? Let me think. Hold on. The Lodge. Here we go. Um. Okay, so let's get that Riley Killo chick in it. Um, Richard Armitage, which is he's like a you would know him if you saw his face. Um. But yeah, he's been in a few stuff. He's been in a few things too. Nice. Um, Bill Skarsgård has been in a lot of shit since it. He's yeah, popped yeah. off oh, huge. Yeah. But you know, he's actually from an acting family. Yeah, all of Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah his. Does yeah, his dad is in a lot of uh, the Lars von Trier movies. Uh-huh. And yeah, his, his dad's look super recognizable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then the uh, Peter Skarsgård, isn't that his name? The dad, because he's in Thor. I think it's Peter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's in Thor. He's in the Avengers. Yeah, and then the one kid was in Shazam and uh, a whole bunch of shit too. That's cool. All those kids have great chemistry on screen. Yeah, dude. I feel like fulfilling careers. All of the Stranger Things kids and all the It kids are just like they're gonna be huge in the future, especially uh, especially like the main ones like. Millie Bobby Brown and yeah, she's, um, she was in, she's, she's in the new Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, did didn't do anything, she but she was there. Just, I'm your daughter. Bring your daughter to work day. Which it kind of added an emotional she was like up, thing to it. Impressed at what her mom was doing. Yeah, she was like uh, not agreeing with it. That's yeah. It. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but then I'm also one in the camp that like I think you could edit Godzilla that movie. Mm-hmm. Took all the dialogue. All the people out. Just give us monsters fighting. You don't need it. Yeah. You don't need it. They're there just to drive the plot. Uh, I think the first one. The, you said you have not. seen No, that I still haven't seen the Cranston one. The better one because the yeah. plot of that movie is awesome. Brian well, Cranston, Aaron. Dude, this is the second time I've had this conversation. I knew, but King but King. I knew what I was getting in when I watched King of Monsters. Right. I didn't. I didn't want plot. Right. I wanted monsters exactly. fighting. But the plot in the first you know. one is good, man. It's a good damn movie. And I double featured Godzilla King of Monsters with Ma. Like Ma was, I watched Ma good? first. Okay. I like, I like Ma. Okay, it's like it's actress. not a scary movie per yeah. se, but it does have really creepy moments. It's more like a slasher, like a like a, uh, like a campy kind of slasher, but it does have really eerie moments in yeah. it. So it's it's a definite. Uh, I think that's a, a movie that like a lot of people, a lot of people that aren't really into horror can watch. I, I see. I think that she's like a mainstream actress. So yeah, like I don't think I don't think that it actress. really. I think that's the problem. I think it was crossover, like, in appeal, mm-hmm. but the actual movie itself isn't... It appeals more to people like me who, like, uh, be 80, 80s horror get, movies. Like, maybe he's trying to get people that would, like, typically not watch yeah. movies like that to watch something like that. I don't, and I don't know how well they did, because, like, I think it didn't do too good in theaters. She's, she's in the help, man. Yeah. She's part of that movie. She's, a, like, she's an Academy I, Award winner. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just she's insane. In the Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. helps her out. And she also in, um, Missing Figures. Yeah, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. And then she does Ma. Ma, <laughs> like but Ma is the, good, though. I like, uh, it's Blumhouse, I think. Is it Blumhouse? Okay. Yeah, it's, I think it's Blumhouse. Um, a lot of people don't like Blumhouse, but I find Blumhouse to be pretty enjoyable for the There's most part. Their side uh, company, Blumhouse Tilt. Yeah. That has been really some good movies. Bro, Upgrade. Uh, upgrade, yeah. Yes. Upgrade's Blumhouse Tilt. Lee Wan L. Yeah, 
This is yeah, this is a Lee Wanell appreciation uh, podcast. Yeah, I mean this is the end of this April. We spent some time on Saw Man. Yeah, love, man. Love Lee Wanell here. And the Invisible Man was awesome too. Hey, we might need to do an Insidious uh, one and two Ooh. sit down. Well, no, all three. You know, he's all four of them, man. We don't. We don't. Uh, I just like that Patrick Wilson. Let's let's put it in a in the file cabinet. Yeah, the file cabinet. Yeah. In December, you know. We'll yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything to do. Um, I love those movies. <laughs> I mean, anything. Bro. Yes. But uh, we were talking earlier because we were watching a movie that had Joe Swanberg in it, and he reminded me of Adam Wingard and his partner Simon Barrett. Oh yeah, you were talking which about uh, what's the movie? You're next. They had made your next, which was I don't know your opinion. Of the I've movie. seen it. I it's been a long time. I've only watched it one I, time, so absolutely. I remember loving it, but I don't absolutely. remember much about it. Um, so Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett were a little bit of a team, you know. They yeah. Did the, uh, Simon would do the writing. Adam would do the directing. <clears throat> they did VHS, VHS two, ABC's of Death. They had, oh yeah. They had sketches in all of them. Then Adam went on to do the Blair Witch movie in 2016 that you said you needed to rewatch. Yeah, because I, I didn't enjoy it the first time, but I think I didn't pay attention to yeah. it fully. And then he did the Death Note live-action remake on Netflix. Okay. And currently he's doing the I Saw the Devil North American remake. Oh, man. And the Godzilla vs. Kong film he's directing. So, when I think about Lee Winnell now, it kind of reminds me of the journey that these guys had. From Lee Winnell going all the way from Saul to now yeah. doing those. I think Lee Winnell's now on the cusp of taking over big budget Hollywood films. For sure. That aren't niche genre movies yeah. that we're used to seeing these filmmakers make. Because they go all the way from uh, Your Next and VHS to now he's directing Godzilla vs. Kong. So I think Lee Winnell's on that cusp right yeah. there. And I think The Invisible Man is I mean, the movie that sends him over. The Invisible her. Man was is, is distributed by Universal. Yeah, so. yeah I think he's going to be making franchise a franchise movie like Lee Winnell could be directing the next Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. The next Fast and Furious, which uh, coincidentally James Wan has already Yeah, he did, that. yeah. James Wan did that, and I think Lee Winnell's finally there now. You know, James Wan did it faster. He went on, he did Aquaman, he did the Fast and yeah, Furious. Yeah. He's there. James Wan has already passed that cusp. I think it's Lee Winnell, Lee Winnell's time now. For I think sure, he's almost there. I definitely want to see that. Yeah, I want to see him. Even if the movie, even if he, movie. even if the movie fucking sucks. Yeah, like, like, give him a stoner. Comedy just give him some money. <laughs> because they're good at comedy. His comedy stuff, it's always yeah. there, man. It's always yeah. subtle. It's always he's good. he's fantastic as like a comic relief actor too. Because mm-hmm. in in Insidious franchise, of him as Specs. Yeah, oh that's, yeah, that's the best part. It's fucking uh, hilarious. Specs, what's the other... What's, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he is so fucking funny. He's so goddamn funny. Yeah, dude, I love it. Oh, and their man. chemistry with old girl. Um, why does her name escape me right now? Um, Lin Shay. Lin Shay, yeah. yeah. Dude, their chemistry with her is just fantastic. Oh, man. I still don't like the fourth and sixth. She's amazing. She's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's a, a treasure, yeah, to, to the world. she's more of a treasure than Betty White. Yeah, I, I agree. Put that out there. Betty White is like the basic white bitch version of... God, what's her last name? The grandma from Grandma's Boy. Speaking of center comedies, 
that's probably like my grandma's third boy. favorite stoner comedy. Who is the grandma from Grandma's Boy? Uh, Doris Bleach. Doris Bleach is her name. She's in Everybody Loves Raymond. She's the mom on that show. Oh that? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Great. You seen Grandma's Boy? Yeah, I've seen Grandma's Boy, but it's been a minute, a real long minute. That is my. Favorite. He's like a video game uh, yes, designer, right? He's a video game designer. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my water. Just keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You grab your water, man. Uh, he's a video game designer, and he gets kicked out of his house and has to move in with his grandma and her two roommates. And he goes under the guise at work that he lives with three sexy women that he has a consensual relationship with all three of them. <laughs> and it's like 45 minutes into the movie where his grandma and her two roommates bring his lunch up there to work for him. And uh, they're like, who are you? They're like, we're Evan's roommates. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's probably one of the funniest moments in cinema, man. Nick Swartzen's in the movie. Oh yeah. He, uh, there's a scene where he's masturbating. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that scene is fucking hilarious. Swanson's mom walks in on him and he, like, orgasms he on him. He comes on her mom. comes on his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always forget about it because I don't know why I forget about it, man. But I love it. Okay. I'm going to make a weird segue. Yeah. I'm talking about movies where people come in it. Okay. <laughs> um, have you seen Happiness? We've talked about this. This is one of the three Did, come shot, right? No, no, no. That's love. That's love. Gaspar Noé's love. Happiness, the Jim Carrey show. No. Oh. Happiness is um, it's the same director as... Um, oh, that's Kitty. That's what the Jim Carrey show uh, is. God, what is the fucking... Okay, it's beside the point. It's a movie about a fucking uh, a dude who's like a family man, but he's also like a pedophile and a serial child rapist. Yuck. But it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't like, it's not graphically about that. You should have put a trigger warning. Oh, yeah, no. Fucking, yeah. Trigger warning, this movie is not for everybody. But anyway, um, the very last scene of the movie is that guy's son uh, masturbating on his balcony, uh, looking at the neighbor chick, the hot neighbor chick. And he just comes in, and you see his hand in the frame, and it's got the cum on it. And he just says in front of he announces to his family that he came. That's and the I end just of the movie? yeah, that's the end of the movie. It's fucking the movie is fucking crazy dark, from fucking beginning to end. And like it doesn't really sound like something I want to watch. Oh man, it's good though. It's really fucking good. I'm telling you, like I'm not like I like. It's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, but like, um, God, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to remember what the, uh, the other movie he did that I watched was, um, that was slightly less dark, but still pretty dark. Um, it's got the chick not, um, not Anne Hathaway, but the other girl from Princess Diaries that played her friend. She's in it as a kid. It's like a child. It's like a. Um, it has to do with children being in danger too, because yeah. like uh, her sister gets kidnapped. Sounds weird. Um, it's weird. Happy Time Murders. I have. That's another movie where people come. Yeah, well, most puppet come. Puppets come. It covers the room. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, it covers the room and puppet come. Yeah, that's why I asked that. Yeah, happiness, man. Favorite. Listen, just listen to the the people that are in this movie, though. So you got John Lovitz, Philip Seymour Hoffman, 
Dylan Baker, Lara Flynn Boyle. It's like a who's who of character actors yeah. in this movie. Um, there's some, yeah, but man, there Todd, some weird Philip Seymour Hoffman movies out there. Yeah, dude. Seen Synecdoche, New York. He, no, but he plays wow. like a, he's like one of those dudes that do obscene phone calls in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's all about people dealing with some kind of fucking perversion that they have mm-hmm. or some kind of like issue that they're going through. Yeah. And, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's Welcome to the Dollhouse is the other one that I was thinking about. Oh, I've seen that. I finally got it up, yeah. Like, it's the same director. So it's like, um, it's like the second one he did. The, or the, the, it's like a couple movies after Welcome mm-hmm. to the Dollhouse. But it's just, it's, it's, it's darker than all hell. I've talked about it on here before. Um, but it also has, like, some comedic elements. So it's a really dark movie, but it's also, like, funny at times. Yeah. Um... Which is weird when you think about a movie that has a, a child rapist in it. You don't really think about humor. You don't want it. Yeah, you don't want it to be humorous. It light of the situation. But it doesn't make light of that situation yeah, particularly. Yeah. It's just um, like some of the subplots have some light humor, or not yeah. light humor, but they have some some tension relief. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely a fucking good movie. Everybody puts on a great performance in it, so. Uh, but there's a lot of, I mean, we can go on and on about movies with people that come in it. <laughs> a- American Pie, that's a whole episode we yeah, could do. Yeah, that's a whole episode for sure. Um, the Hollywood come shot. But I think we've, I think we got enough for this week. Next week we're going to be talking about some anthologies. Anthology movies. I think movies we're, within movies. I think we're going to specifically talk about horror anthologies this yeah, time. Yeah, Because there is, there's a whole other... Uh, group of anthology movies that aren't horror. We'll, we'll, we'll have that conversation. I haven't seen as many of those, but we'll talk about it. Maybe by the time we get to that that episode, we'll yeah. have beefed up our resume. We can take this week too. <clears throat> some more anthology films. Oh yeah, movie. true. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's what we got planned for next week. May's gonna be kind of a mixed bag of stuff. So just be on the lookout. We're going to do some crazy shit. Yeah. And Ryan, also, you just got a new subscription box. Today. Oh, yeah, I did. I subscribed to Horror Pack. So be on the lookout on YouTube for unboxing videos for that. Yeah. And if you're not familiar, Horror Pack sends you either four horror Blu-rays or four horror DVDs a month for $25. And one specific Blu-ray each month is curated and pressed by Horror Pack. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to see funny... Uh, obscure movies that you've never even heard of. And yeah. Me and Ryan are freeballing the idea right now of reviewing the Horror Pack exclusives. Maybe one episode a month. Short. Yeah. Or throw it in on an episode each month. Yeah. Something like that. You know, we'll figure it out. But fun ideas. So look For sure. Out. We both are Horror Pack subscribers now. And, cool. yeah, I mean, we're just, we're trying to expand our horizons here. We're trying to get a, a bigger audience. So... Uh, make sure you're telling all your friends about the show. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, follow us on social media at Mark's. Rate, review, risk. <laughs> at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram. And then on Twitter, we're at Movie Madness 69. 69, dude. Yeah. A clip for the show. All right, yeah. From Bill and Ted? Yeah, from Bill and Ted. What number we think? Um, 69, dudes. uh, You can follow me on social media at God on Instagram and at Martell the God on Twitter. Uh, Cagney, 
tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on the internet at uh, Cagney Larkin on Facebook. That's my first and last name, my government name. Cagney Likes This on Instagram and Big Homie Cagney on Snapchat. All right. And uh, as always, you can get uh, ad-free episodes of the show early, uh, bonus episodes. Patreon. All the YouTube videos go up a week early on Patreon. So go on over to patreon.com slash Martell's Movie Madness. I believe you got to capitalize the first M in Martell's Movie Madness, but uh, it should take you there anyways. Yeah, we're on there playing uh, hard, but, there's an episode of us playing the hard trivia game. Yeah, also I got a couple episodes. We're going to do a um, top ten anthology countdown on there. Yeah, that's that's the next bonus episode going up. Uh, currently there is the Saw uh, timeline breakdown and uh, rating and ranking. So I put them in order as Good to which ones I like the most. Good job on doing that. So uh, go on over there, check it out. It's a shorter, it's one of the shorter breakdown um, episodes I have because I just did reviews of all the movies mm. basically as we watched them. So there wasn't really much to talk about there. So I just put it to the stuff that we didn't talk about on the actual episodes of the podcast. So it's a little shorter than most bonus episodes, but you get the point. Most of those are about a half an hour to 45 minutes long anyways, depending on what the subject is. But go on over there and check it out. It's only $3 to join for that first tier, and you get the uh, early ad-free episodes. And then 6 bucks, you get the bonus episodes. Not bad, you know? Good deal. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you're yeah, going to be... Yeah, a... had a good April, man. A lot of stuff going on out there. I think one of the best ways to unwind possibly right now is watching movies yeah. and taking in some entertainment. So hopefully me and Ryan have helped you uh, take your mind off some things and giving you some good recommendations to go out there and seek out. And hopefully you're re-watching the Saw series. It's always a good time to watch Saw. Yeah. Never a bad time For sure. to watch Saw. Throw it on. And uh, I know it's been a, it's a hard time right now for a lot of people, especially people dealing with mental illness yeah. and like uh, we're all stuck at home with our thoughts. Unless you're an essential worker, then you're all working, no play. And it's stuck in public with the city. And it's probably making you a dull boy. But hang tough in there, and let's watch some fucking movies. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? Sixty-nine, dudes. <gasps> well, it looks like you survived this time.